guys, this is Neil Ronahan, and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 21. That's right, we are now the podcast that can drink. Um, glug, glug, we're, glug. We're closing, <laughs> we are closing in on the, it's almost been a year since this crazy thing started, and as per usual, I've got um, my main man from Alaska, who's trying to hike up as many mountains as possible, Zach Miller. I love you, man. And I have um, the person who just oh, plays second place in a Atari 2600 Miss Pac-Man tournament, Andy Gergen. By 1,000 points, I swear to God. I, ugh, I'm so mad. What's up? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Here's a here's an interesting factoid. Did, did you realize that compared to uh, Pac-Man, the original Pac-Man on Atari 2600, Ms. Pac-Man looks like an Xbox 360 game? <laughs> That's how shitty Pac-Man on 2600 looks. Dude, Pac-Man, yeah, that's the legendarily bad-looking one, isn't but it? But, like, Ms. Pac-Man is actually pretty decent. Like, Ms. comparatively, I, I, it's, it's pretty I, awesome. I, color me, color me uh, I guess, unknowledgeable here, but I, what the hell is the difference between Ms. Pac-Man and Pac-Man? Ms. Pac-Man is an MIT, uh, 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 MIT, didn't some, some people from MIT just rip off the original Pac-Man and... Namco liked it so much that they said, hey, we'll buy that from you. So and it's literally just the same game, but with a bow? Actually, no. Uh, the ghosts are, I believe, um, less predictable in Ms. Pac-Man. I believe you can oh, easily okay. find the patterns in Pac-Man. Uh, in Ms. Pac-Man, I think they're a little bit more intel- intelligently designed. Um, although you, you completely just ruined the uh, the perfect setup for a Wayne's World reference there, Zach. Oh, yeah. See, the thing is, she has a bow. <laughs> but yeah, I, that that's my understanding, is the, the, the ghosts are actually, the ghosts are, are more, intelligent, more intelligently designed and less predictable in Ms. Pac-Man. And the maze is, yeah, the maze I, is I, I, more I think, interesting. I think, yeah, I think the maze actually changes up more I had often. Ms. Pac-Man for Super Nintendo, and I had a friend back in like elementary school who had a Ms. Pac-Man arcade machine. And outside of Pac-Man Championship Edition, I think I've only played Ms. Pac-Man, or at least of any, for any long amount of time. That's probably uh, I played a lot of Ms. Pac-Man growing up. There's, there's actually, um, there's a fairly common speed hack on Ms. Pac-Man. It's not an official one, but it's one of the more common um, hacks you'll see on arcade games. You, like, I grew up playing the speed hacked version, so I actually didn't realize that there was another version of, of Ms. Pac-Man that was intolerably slow until <laughs> I tried every single home port of it that I ever got my hands on, including the Xbox Live <laughs> version. Wow. Uh, th- there's never been a home release of, of the version that I'm used to because it's not an official version, and, and Namco's never done anything to, to replicate the hack. So whenever I play Ms. Pac-Man, I kind of feel like I'm playing it underwater or like in molasses <laughs> or something. So I'm, I'm so used to this, the sped-up version. And I, I'll play the shit out of the sped, the sped up version. That's, so it's that's like a blast. it's like Layla. Layla, how do you mean? The uh, the uh, cream song, Layla. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Totally. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, I've I've was always used to the fast version. Then I heard the slow one, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, and then someone's like, "Oh, this it's the original," wrong. and you're like, "Well, the original sucks." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. All right. So anyway, we're talking about Nintendo here, and uh... clearly. Yeah, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's run down what you're gonna see today. We got some top news stories. We have a pair of quick hits related to everyone's favorite hot button topic, the 3DS, and uh, we got some what you're reviewing. We got some puzzles. We got some dragons. We got some Tiger Woods, and then we'll go through the weekly releases, um, the 
Nintendo downloads from the past two weeks and the new releases at retail, which I think there are about three or four because it's the summer and nothing really comes out. No. So without further ado, let's dive into the news stories. First up, we got uh, Nintendo unveiling the Gold and Platinum Rewards for Club Nintendo in North America for uh, the year ending on June 30th, and that began last July 1st. Um, the awards are for gold, gold members, you will get a calendar, Woo! just like you did last year. But and you, for get platinum members, you get to choose a calendar, right? There are multiple calendars. No. Oh, no? No, no, I think there's... there's Is it better more. than the one I have from, from uh, Nintendo Power? Because that one's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, I have that one, too. That's great. But I doubt it. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it's just well, different I don't know. images. I never, I never got Must the calendar. Be I never got the calendar. The and actually, on the page for the gold rewards, they're like, here's a picture of last year's calendar. You won't see what the new one is for a while or something. Uh. Mm. I but, am, unfortunately, um, a couple hundred points shy of platinum, so I, I qualify for the calendar. We'll see yeah. if I actually bother getting it. I tried I tried to get a Doc Lewis's punch out last year, and the order never went through no matter how many times I tried. That sucks. Uh, yeah. I got it. You're not missing too much. I had a feeling. <laughs> but anyway, the platinum reward, which I will be receiving because I Me joined too. that prestigious platinum club, um, is a Mario Characters figurine, which um, it's, it's basically the, it's, it's a little... It's the size of a cake toy. Yeah, I believe what is it? It's like four inches. Four inches tall. high and four inches wide. But it's got it's got like, you know, Mario, Bowser, Luigi, Peach. It's got a bunch of characters all in there. I, I like how Mario's cool. sitting on Yoshi, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll jump off him. <laughs> you'll have another you'll have two figurines then. Nice. But yeah, um No, it looks pretty cool. Are you are you guys disappointed by this at all? Did you expect anything better? And if you did expect anything better, what would it be? I uh I seem to recall that in the club, the 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 club Nintendo for Japan they have better rewards than that. Like wasn't um didn't they get some sort of like Zelda collector's disc for a reward, and then we eventually got it later on as a subscription bonus? But wasn't the Zelda collector's disc a, a club Nintendo thing in Japan originally? I think oh, so. I don't, know. I, free, I, I don't really. I've never really paid attention too much to the. Uh, the origins of Club Nintendo in Japan. It really well, because I know it was they, never relevant to me. They always get better stuff. Just even yeah. in the yeah. so. I mean, I think I think they got a like a Mario Galaxy Two soundtrack or something along those lines in a, like a recent Last year, year bonus or Last something. Year and I know did. a lot. I know a lot of people were hoping for something like that. Yeah, that would have been really nice. Yeah, I don't really care about either of these things. I didn't really care about any of the rewards last year either. So. I like the hat. I like my hat, but I never use it. It just sits on my T Rex skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have, I don't really have a, I don't have a whole lot of interest in things to put on a shelf at this point. Like maybe I would have yeah. when I was in college, I got the or, cards. Like, or like, cool. yeah, that's I guess that's kind of cool. Like maybe maybe when I was in college or just like single, just out of college, I'd have more interest in posters now. That's yeah, just I just sitting in a tube. <laughs> I just don't have a lot of room in my house for for putting up Nintendo paraphernalia. Like I yeah. have a little bit here and there. Like I have the, I have that calendar in my kitchen, and I have like a couple of of like Mario paintings that I did once upon a time. Um, but like for the most part, I don't have a lot of video game stuff just like sitting around. I don't really want a figurine. Yeah, don't really want a hat. Don't need a second calendar by any means. And the one thing I did try to get was Doc Lewis's Punch Out, and uh, couldn't get the damn order to go through. So I mean, my eh. whole thing with Club Nintendo is that it's just it's it's a free bonus. I mean, yeah. probably the most ever. It's it's just a pain in the ass to fill out all those damn surveys. But yeah. even still, it's like we're getting stuff for free. Yeah. And yeah, the people in Japan are getting a better deal. But you know what? We're still getting some free stuff, and it might not be. You know, Game & Watch Collection might not be the most enthralling thing in, ever, but 
for all intents and purposes, it's free. It's a bonus. It's yeah. not like it's not like you're paying a subscription or anything for this. Like, oh, totally. You're buying games and you're getting this nice little bonus and getting stuff. I absolutely appreciate the intent of the program. I just haven't found a lot of interest in the actual rewards. Although I did get like twenty bucks worth of credit on Guzex for trading away my game and watch collection. So there's nice. <laughs> well, I, I just wish that the normal rewards were a little better. Yeah, you know. I actually I, I got the Super Mario Brothers DS, um, the DS game cartridge holder, the little thing that looks kind of like I a DVD case. I have that too. Yeah, or... I, I did a blog I actually, post about that. I actually really like that thing. I am. Um, it doesn't my, have my, a clasp. It doesn't have a clasp. That's true. I have a uh, my my DS stylus was starting to go out on me. Like I think we had chewed on it too many times and it was wasn't being held into the system very well. So I needed to get new styluses anyway, and that thing came with like nine of them. So. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it I remember, I remember well getting something when I bought Rain Age 2. I don't know if Club Nintendo was in, uh, yeah, it wasn't in effect then. But I got like a free thing of styluses that has been instrumental in keeping my DS stylus supply in a, yeah. in a well, regular. Remember, remember when uh, Phantom Hourglass first came out, if you registered that, you got like a DS uh, game uh, uh, or a, a DS system glove and the uh, pen stylus, feather pen. I sure, do. Sure. I didn't get that because buy hourglass. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, think, I, I wouldn't I have spent that, money on it anyway. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, um, yeah. I mean, Club Nintendo. It's it's still there for anyone that uh, hasn't been paying attention. Oh, and I like and how I like how when you order your platinum or gold reward, it's like you'll get it by the end of the year. Yeah, you'll like, yeah that's great. What, maybe you'll get it by December <laughs> if you're lucky. Christmas present, like, whoop de doo. They've had an entire year to plan for this. Like, come on, guys. So Nintendo had a shareholder meeting recently, and Andrea Sang, everyone's favorite Japanese uh, gaming blog, talked about it and had some uh, translated notes from it. And I guess the first and foremost thing was that Miyamoto is talking about how uh, he wants to introduce a new character, and it might happen next year. So, uh, it's, it's like a been new a long, IP, right? Yeah, a new IP, a new character, and it's been God. a long time since Nintendo introduced a new character, because basically the last one was Pikmin, which Miyamoto also brought up during this, and he said, you know, it's been ten years since the company introduced Pikmin, and it's about time that, you know, they get a new Pikmin game out there, and he wants it to be out there, in air quotes, quickly, whatever that means, because he said they were working on it, like, fucking half a decade ago, so. <laughs> I would applaud that, sir. I am a fan you, you may you, have heard that I am a fan. Can you believe it's been ten years? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, GameCube launch. I know, right? Jeez. This yep. came out in that window. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, going on, uh, he was asked about what games he was working on, and he said that, uh, you know, usually what he does outside of work reflects what he's going to do next, because he was gardening, and then he made Pikmin. And apparently he's swimming and spending lots of time with school children. So maybe this will be like some kind of competitive school swimming competition? I don't know. Sure. We swim. Yeah, we swim, and it'll come with a pool that goes on top of the balance board. <laughs> it's, it, it's a plastic pool that you plug into your Wii and then electrocute yourself. Yes, I like that idea. That seems like idea. the most logical answer. I like that idea. And he also uh, rattled off a bunch of 3DS stuff, too. Um, he's busy with developing software for it, and apparently 3DS, I guess it's, it's probably going to have an interface similar to Wii. At least it'll be better than DSi's interface, which, while cool, was kind of not as not as functional as I wish it was. What do you mean? Uh, I like it, it a lot. Might, it, what? 
Well, well, I guess I'm more referring, referring to the damn DSi shop, which displays oh, yeah. two no, boxes sucks. on a screen. Yeah. Barely even tells you the title of it and anything about it. But apparently uh, the 3DS might display playtime like the Wii did, or still does. And uh, Although not yeah, always and, uh, accurately. Yeah, it's questionable, I would say. And like, I think yeah. I it, it, it told me that I played uh that Brave what was it Brave the Last Warrior or whatever the, whatever game it was that I reviewed when I first joined the site it told me that I played that just about as much as I played uh Twilight Princess and I think that's questionable. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's flawed, but uh, yeah. apparently um my Super Smash Brothers brawl counter might actually catch up to the lofty Harvest Moon Tree of Tranquility barometer that Lauren set two years ago. <laughs> uh, off topic for a second, uh, I don't think this was discussed on staff emails or on the site, um, although my attention has been uh, distracted lately, so I could be wrong about this. Did you guys see that Kotaku posted that um, they figured out how to make Master Hand a selectable character? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was cool. How that. cool is that? Like it's I, on, on Melee specifically, on Melee. Yeah. Right. Um, it's like I mean, a, apparently like freezes it and shit. Apparently that's been known for two years. Yeah, how was how that, that? I never heard about that. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Like, Kotaku just posted it recently. Like, they didn't know yeah, that, that, that's, that's like, where I saw it. Yeah. I that, think I saw it somewhere else, but regardless. It almost sounded that's like pretty a, crazy. I mean, it is a glitch, but it. Right. Yeah. It kind of makes me wish I still had Melee. Agreed. I don't have it anymore either. I, I still have mine. I've been meaning to check it out. But... You should check it out and, and uh, let us know how, how, how it works. I'm curious. Blog post. Blog post. I, I, I could I could do that. Um, but going back to this, apparently yes. Nintendo's going to make a theme park. Or well, not that they're going to. <laughs> they said that they've had they don't have any current plans for them. But if they ever built one, it would not be simply a normal theme park. So, naturally, Nintendo would be doing something crazy and unexpected. Maybe it'll be a theme park with motion controls, <laughs> or a theme park with a touchscreen, or a theme park with a microphone that you blow I, into and things happen. I can just picture it now. You walk up to the, the like the ticket booth, and you have to like wave your hand to the right to buy a ticket, and you, you wave your hand to the right, and it doesn't work, and you wave it again, and it doesn't work. And, You're thinking and then you about just do connect. a jerk-off motion, and everything works. <laughs> They better have yeah. a little, uh, little animatronic Yoshi that you can ride. Oh my god, that would be awesome. How about a Yoshi petting zoo? I'm not <laughs> oh, sure yes. exactly how that would work. They, they but... won't literally make dinosaurs. They'll clone dinosaurs. They'll reverse engineer <laughs> birds until they get a dinosaur. Thank god. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Might as well be Miyamoto. Yep. And then and then the chicken reverse engineered chickens will break out and wreak havoc. And uh, Alan Grant will not endorse the park. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll have a coupon day it'll be great <laughs> alright well let's move on to something uh, a little more interesting And uh, Sony is talking shit with Nintendo um, Sony's president of Worldwide Studios um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm bad at pronouncing Japanese but I'll give it a world uh, Shuhei Yoshida um, he's pissed off at Nintendo because of their comments about how 3D glasses suck which isn't a direct do. quote from Nintendo but for anyone that watched the press conference, Reggie was there just being like, yo, man, glasses are for suckers. You gotta see <laughs> our shit. It's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> That's exactly well, what I mean, he said. That's a direct quote. <laughs> that, 
was a direct quote from Reggie. He's just laughing there, being like, have you seen what you look like when you play the PS3 with 3D glasses? You look like a fucking weirdo. Like, come <laughs> on, you can just play this like a DS, and it'll be in 3D, it'll be awesome. Enjoy and Reggie was right. Enjoy our 3D images. Yes. Like, that's a, that seems like a very much like a, like a childhood playground complaint. Like, come on, like, they, they, they're right. Why, why bitch because they're bragging that they're right? It's I just, just love it that the ridiculous. Sony guy. I remember the Sony guy was trying to say glasses aren't that bad. Come on, come on, yeah. glasses. But I mean, he, he went on further, and this is a quote. Um, his response to you know Nintendo's three glasses bashing. Um, they don't have to bash some small part of what the other company is doing. You should also admit that he had yet to get hands-on time with Nintendo's new device but that the latest 3D glasses are light and you kind of forget you're wearing them after a while. Uh-huh. Aw, that's And cute. apparently, that's apparently, adorable. he used this as a launch pad to be like, yo, uh, Nintendo, um, we should hook up. Like, we should <laughs> work together. Like, that's not what you do. You flatter the person. You're not just like, you're a, you're a douche. You should work with me now. Like, come on, Sony guy. Quit complaining. Now, this Neil, may seem like... Neil, to be fair, when I first asked my my wife out on our first date, I said, jeez, oh my gosh, why am I even in the same room with you? You want to go out? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen at all, but uh, it is a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, especially with a lot of the underhanded, like, stuff that just goes between these companies all the time throughout the years, it's just, like, weird to hear them, like, kind of, like, you know, kick and scream and be like, oh, you guys are mean. Like, Sony, yeah. it's not like you're really nice to... You're not really nice to Nintendo. Like, remember when that dude from, uh... I forget what company it was. Like, Microsoft? Basically... No, no, no. The, the, the guy who basically was just like, yo, the Wii's a piece of shit. It's two GameCubes duct taped together. Uh, goes Chris Hecker, I believe. Yes, yes. I forget what... What, what the hell was he from? I forget. I don't remember. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. He wasn't affiliated with Sony, but he was a developer for a, a fairly major studio. Yeah, but I mean that's the stuff. It's like things like that get said all the time, and very rarely, you know. At least I know from Nintendo's end, it's not like they're making responses being like, "Man, Chris Hacker, you're a dick." Like, okay, maybe they like Microsoft maybe basically pulled the same shit when they announced when like, I think it was an '06 uh, when Nintendo and Sony both kind of came out guns blazing with their new systems. I seem to recall that um, it was Microsoft who coined the term uh, "Wii 60," didn't they? Like, weren't they trying to say, "Man"? Yeah. Why buy a PS3 when you can have a 360 in a Wii for the same cost? I remember all that crazy shit, the mm. Wii 60 and the PS, the PS Wii. Yeah, like, this isn't the first time a company has tried to, like, like rub elbows with, 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 with a Nintendo, and Nintendo has pretty much just kind of looked at them and stayed quiet. I mean, yeah. it's it's it seems silly for them to even try. Like, what Sony is doing and what Nintendo are doing are really completely different to me. Like, Nintendo is pushing 3D games, and Sony is pushing 3D like, right. that's how I look at it. Like, Sony is applying 3D to their gaming console. Nintendo is in, is looking into how 3D can make games better. Yeah, and also, you know what's, you know what's better than lightweight 3D glasses? No 3D glasses at all. Yeah, exactly. No that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty ridiculous statement for them to make, just to say, oh, you hardly notice you're wearing them. Well, you know what you also hardly notice you're wearing? 3D glasses when you're playing 3DS because you're not wearing them at all. <laughs> They're invisible. And as someone who wears glasses, and I, I, mean, I, I could probably I could probably get contacts, but I don't. 
But I wear glasses, like 3D glasses in, like, something constant. Like, even with a two-hour movie, it annoys me after a while. Yeah, like, definitely. That's my, like, I, I love this. I mean, it sucks for the people that can't see 3D, but shit, they're not going to be able to see 3D even if they're wearing glasses. But, I mean, for, for us people that can see 3D, like, screw it. I don't want to wear glasses. Yeah. Hell yeah. So. Nah, it's, 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 it reeks of, reeks of sour grapes. It just seems yeah. silly. These aren't things that grown-ups say to each other. No. <laughs> maybe maybe it was mistranslated, but... One can hope. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to go to some quick hits, which are all based on the 3DS. And first, let's start off with the, uh, the little bit of release date confirmation and then denial and all that crap that's going on. Uh, Reggie was on Jimmy Fallon. Um, I believe this was a, a little under two weeks... Or a little on, Yeah, a little under two weeks ago. Uh, Reggie Fils- Fies Ami, um, the president of Nintendo of America, was on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and he showed off Donkey Kong Country Returns. And what was a terrible display of someone trying to show off Donkey Kong Country Returns on anything ever. And then <laughs> Jimmy Fallon made some remark That's about 3DS, truth. and then Reggie was just like, yeah, I got one right here. Check it out, dude. And then what proceeded to happen was uh, just Jimmy Fallon standing there looking at 3DS and being like, holy shit, you did it. This is amazing. And then the segment ended. But in that time, uh, Jimmy Fallon asked, uh, when is this coming out? And Reggie said, next year. Right. Which everyone took to mean in that, okay, yeah, it's definitely not coming out this, this fall. I mean, it's already kind of a shot in the dark that it's even going to make it this fall. But that was seemingly confirmation that it wasn't going to come out. But that's yeah. wrong. Uh, Nintendo's company line is still that it's coming out between now and the fiscal year ending March 31st, Which 2011. Which be next year, yeah. Yeah, so it still could be next year, but you know, it's 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 between now and March. That's I mean that's that's what what it was before, but there's there's still the off chance that it could come out this fall. But I, I suppose it could be kind of uh, a little bit of a push towards this year because Nintendo made that statement at all or that reaction. Yeah, yeah at I mean all. that's the thing. It's like if if Reggie said next year, they could just be like, yeah, it's coming out next year, but they're leaving that window open, and right. maybe they're leaving that window open because they you know. I mean, they, they, they don't want to solidify it yet, but, I mean, that definitely doesn't rule it out. And you feel like that would be a nice out to be like, yeah, it's definitely not coming out this year. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think they are gunning for this year pretty much, I think, in the same way that they were gunning to have Zelda come out this fall. So yeah. that means it probably won't happen, but there's a chance. That'd be nice. It would be. It'd be cool. And uh, moving moving down the list of quick hits, we got two more things about 3DS that are just kind of interesting more than anything else. Um, Hideo Kojima uh, from you know Metal Gear of Metal Gear Solid fame uh, and Zone of Enders. I think I forgot that he was behind that. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. A lot of his they're, fans they're, have been asking talk- him to go back to it. Yeah, there's always talks about a, a new Zone of the Enders game, but I'll be damned. I, I don't know if it'll ever happen. But with Metal Gear Solid 3DS, which is at least the demo that they, the video demo that they showed that was made apparently in about a month is running off of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater and is basically ripped from that game, but with, you know, pretty 3D graphics. But the development process behind this is that the team that made Peace Walker, the recent PSP release, after they finished that game, they, they were on their own floor of uh, Kojima Productions and they started working on this 3DS game, or this 3DS demo, and no one else at Kojima Productions had any idea that they were working on it until about a week before E3, that they were like, yeah, so we've been working on this thing for 3DS that's with Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, but it's, it's, it, I just thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting stuff. 
And, and as far as the uh, the Metal Gear Solid 3DS game, there is one in the works. However, it's unknown of if it's going to be, you know, some kind of port or spiritual successor to Metal Gear Solid 3 or something completely different. Um, that hasn't really been confirmed, but I believe it's going to be running on that engine that they were working on for that 3D demo. I'd like, and, I'd like to, I'd buy a port of Metal Gear 3, even though I already have it on the PS2. That's the best yeah. Metal Gear game. I mean, just, I mean, looking at that game... I don't really care what the hell they make. I will probably be there. That was beautiful. It would be cool seeing, like, fighting uh, the bee guy and all the bees flying towards you. Oh, yeah. I mean, they actually showed that in the uh, the 3D demo. Well, not that part, but, like... But, like, well, it was just, like, Snake walking in a bridge and then bees flew with the screen. Yeah, that's that's a cutscene from the game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably the most gimmicky thing that happened in it, but... But who cares? It's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. (laughs) And also cool is that uh, the Kid Icarus 3DS game, Kid Icarus Uprising, um, that was work- that's being developed by Project Sora, uh, headed by Masahiro Sakurai, a 15-year-old in a 40, or well, actually a 40-year-old <laughs> man in a 15-year-old's body, um, and also the brainchild behind Kirby and the Super Smash Brothers series. Um, he's been working on this Kid Icarus game since I believe the beginning of 2009, and the development team that he was working with did not know that it was for a system like the 3DS until I believe earlier this year. If a uh, recent report is is uh, is correct, or at least the recent translation is correct, so that means the majority of the people that have been working on Kid Icarus Uprising did not know that it was for 3DS until the beginning of this year. I guess they just wow. thought it was for the next handheld or something. That's kind of crazy. I feel like there's I feel like there's been a lot of the, there. Uh, we might not hear about all of it, but I think there's probably a lot of the, the early development for 3DS was done without knowing that it was a 3D system, without knowing it was the 3DS. It could have just been like, yeah, uh, we're going to put in 3D capability in this game. You're wearing glasses or some shit or something like that. And I guess maybe, you know, it'll be interesting after this this round of games and people actually go into products, the full team knows what they're making it for. Like, it, it could be drastically different from what we've seen and what we will see for launch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the idea that's- I got after seeing so many kind of tech demos at E3 yeah. that, uh, you know, the, we're not really seeing the games. Yeah. I mean, I think there are games, and I think what no, we I saw... No, I do too, but I just don't think, you know... Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a launch akin to the DS, which it won't be super strong, but it will definitely build over time. Yeah. And it it's worked out fine for the DS. Yeah. No kidding. So that... that just about does it for news, and we're going to move on to our next segment, which is What You Reviewing. And we're going to start off with Andy, who has uh, been reviewing two games and more, but he's just going to be talking about two now. Uh, yeah, I have been submersing, sum, submerging? Sub, sub, submerging, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my brain has stopped working. <laughs> I have been uh, submerging myself in Puzzle Quest 2 over the past four or five days. I got this game... Um, just before the holiday weekend, and put, God, the first when I first got it, the first day I got it in the mail, I sat down, fired it up, and then about six hours later, suddenly like realized that I hadn't stopped playing it the entire time. Like it just time just flew by, melted away. Wow. Um, it's just it, it's got that addictive nature to it. Um, the story is pretty forgettable, but the character. Um, the character building pers- uh, progresses very, very smoothly, very, uh, very naturally. Uh, and one of the things that I really like about this game that the the, the first game didn't really 
didn't really do any of is, is, is the exploration. Like in the first game, you just moved your avatar, you know, across a map. But um, in this game, you actually have environments to explore, and they're not super interesting. But you have like 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 dungeon crawling. You actually get to explore a dungeon and kind of clear out all the bad guys and and whatnot. And it actually works out really well. It keeps the game moving. Um, yeah, I know. I, I'm just really, really enjoying it. There's, I can't really think of too much to say about it because, I mean, it's kind of a known quantity. Everyone, pretty much everyone I know, played the original Puzzle Quest at least a little bit. I think this game tones down some of the, um, some of the high level RPG stuff. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the first game had a lot more to do with, like, you could like conquer cities, and I think there were like familiars. And if this game has familiars, I haven't come across them yet. Although I think they may be in there yet still. Um, but there's no like cities to conquer in this one. Uh, and I think the, the first game, there was a, a high emphasis on uh, capturing bad guys so you can learn their their spells. And I don't think this game has any of that from what I can tell so far. Um, if it's in there, I haven't encountered it yet. It seems to be the, R, the RPG part of it is much more straightforward, um, which may seem a little limiting at first until you realize just how much better the interface is than it was before. Everything just... Everything feels much, much smoother. Nice. It sounds great. I can't wait to check that game out whenever I do. Yeah, and the, the other game I've been playing is a little uh, puzzle game for the Wii called City Builder. Um, this game actually kind of surprised me. Like, I didn't have super high expectations for it, uh, but I had seen a trailer of it. It looked kind of interesting. What I, what I thought I was getting myself into was sort of more of like a like a really light version of SimCity. Uh, but what I ended up playing was more like you guys know pipe dreams right the game with yeah. the grid and yeah like hacking in bioshock <laughs> you have to build the grid to get the electricity from point a to point b or the oil from point a to point b well in this case you have uh, a city and you have to start your road at the one edge of the grid and end your road at the other end of the grid and every road piece you place houses will sprout next to it so the idea is to place your road strategically around any given obstacles in in the in the grid so that as many houses sprout up as possible um and of course halfway through or you'll you'll have, you have a time limit and after a certain amount of time the car will start moving along your road so you have to keep building quickly so that you can outpace the car that's going to eventually start moving um and then on top of that after you finish that you go underground to build water pipes for your city okay. and, and once again every Every water pipe you you build, there will be a house that sprouts above ground on e either side of it. And on top of that, any houses that were built from your roads that you put a water pipe directly underneath will be upgraded to level 2 housing, which is worth more points. And then you play the exact same thing with electrical wires above the city where you can build houses or upgrade existing houses. So each 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 stage is basically three puzzles, and each puzzle is basically like a – a preset, you know, a uh, preset grid of obstacles. Like uh, there are mountains and trees to get around, and then there are some underground mountains you have to worry about, like underground rocks. And then in the sky, there's like hot air balloons you have to navigate around. Uh, hmm. There's I saw I ran into like a Bigfoot who was just like prowling around. I had to avoid him. Um, the execution of the game is actually pretty decent. Like, there's not a lot of hiccups. It feels bland most of the time. The music is pretty bland. Um, but it doesn't feel poorly done. It just feels maybe a little bit unpolished. Um, and there's some really weird 
nagging things. Like after you place a piece, and you have to, you can't place them anywhere on the grid. You have to build the road as you go. So you're you're constantly making the road longer as you play. You're not like piecemealing it together. Um, so if you don't like the most recent piece of road that you built, you can't just backspace and repick. You basically have to just keep playing regardless of whether or not you like the piece that you just played. It won't let you play, play a piece that doesn't fit. So like if you if, if you need to place a vertical road and you place a horizontal road, it, it'll just not it'll just not place. But what you what you can do that is kind of a problem is you can accidentally like completely make the 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 game unwinnable and then instead of just you know backspacing out to fix your error you basically have to just ram your road into an obstacle so that you can start over hmm. which is kind of dumb um there are like there are some items in the game like you can get tnt to blow up mountains um and actually that's one of the things that really kind of pu- puzzles me you, you you get those items by um there'll be these little like christmas present looking like things these little like packages that are just littered throughout the the grid there's usually like a couple of them per stage and if you just run your road through them or your your water pipe or your electrical wires through them you'll get whatever's in there and sometimes it's an item sometimes it's points sometimes it's negative points so is it ever is it ever a dsiware game yeah no (laughs) unfortunately it's not um so like it's kind of a risk reward deal with these presents. Sometimes you get penalized for going through them. You're you're, you're told ahead of time just so you know there's not always going to be good things in the package. But here's what kind of puzzles me about the the present system in this game is that about halfway through each each world of stages, the game is split into five continents, and each continent has a certain number of stages. Um, about halfway through each continent, you come across a couple of different bonus maps, and the the only reason they're bonus maps is because um, you don't have to build a certain number of houses to complete them, but you still have to play them. You can't skip them, and you ha- they're basically the only purpose is to they're, they're littered with a whole bunch of presents, so you can get you can stack up on items there. But you can also like dig yourself into the hole score wise. So it seems silly that if that the the bonus level is not only completely not optional, but also could end up like really penalizing you if you actually choose to play it the way they intend to. Yeah, it's kind, kind of bizarre. Of weird. I don't think they really thought it out all that well. Um, but the good news is that the, the gameplay mechanic actually works pretty well. Um, I played it for a good two hours and didn't really get bored in the first two hours, which is probably a good sign for a fairly shallow puzzle game. Um, unfortunately, the not getting bored didn't last much past two hours. Hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping to kind of Get a get a another couple continents behind me maybe and then I'll write up the review for it. I, I don't really think the game will change much as I reach towards the end of it, but I you know I'm gonna play and, and find out I guess. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it, it was a little bit of a surprise to find a game that was pretty well put together, albeit with some bizarre design choices. But that's all I got so to say about that. Is. Yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Um, so we can go ahead and, and move on to to you, Neil. All right, so uh, I guess mine is uh, a, a pretty anticipated game. It came out almost exactly a year ago in Japan, and that game would be Dragon Quest IX, um, Sentinels of the Starry Skies. That's the uh, the ridiculous subtitle that it comes with. <laughs> but um, the the premise behind this game it's it's the first Dragon Quest game to be first released on a uh, on a or the first mainline Dragon Quest game to be first released on a DS. 
and it changes up the it doesn't really change up the formula but there's a lot of nice additions it feels like a more modern dragon quest than i've seen before and i'm not really too well versed in the series i've i've seen a little bit of eight i've played one and five but i mean usually dragon quest is kind of a very much a by the books rpg series right with you know random battles like a first person view for fighting but what Dragon Quest Nine does is it has a uh, you see all the enemies on the overworld as you as you as you're you know walking around so you can basically engage them whenever you want to and they're pretty easy to avoid if you don't want to fight them and uh, you also the the battles are more cinematic and while when you are selecting your attacks it presents that typical first person view where you're just looking at the row of enemies when you watch your attacks happen. Like, people will be moving around the screen, the enemies will be bouncing around, they're all animated. It's it's pretty cool. It's a lot more interesting to watch that happen than, you know, what you would do in older Dragon Quest games. Just basically click a shit ton of buttons and then wait for all the anima- wait for all these static animations to go through. Right. But, yeah. Um, and as far as the, like, the gameplay style, it's it's also different in that it, there, there is, like, you create your character and the whole premise behind that is that the local multiplayer aspect, which I haven't gotten a chance to check out, but it seems pretty damn cool, and that basically you can have a team of four people in a Monster Hunter-like fashion, and, you know, like, say I could host you two guys coming to my village, and we don't even have to walk around together, you guys can just basically fuck around in my world while, you know, I go off and do my own thing. The only downside to that is that it's local multiplayer, which kind of sucks. Hmm. Yeah, but then there's this whole suck. quest system that I haven't gotten too into yet, I'm only a couple hours into the game. I only got it yesterday. But basically, you know, you you can accept these quests, once again, kind of like Monster Hunter, if you're getting the vibe there, um, where you take on these short quests and you go off and do them, and there's downloadable ones. Like, I know, um, I remember reading about the Japanese one. They had a Christmas-related quest where you had to do something with Santa Claus. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of post-game content. It seems like there's a wealth of content already in this game. I don't know if you guys remember from the E3 press conference, where Reggie made some comment about how someone from Treehouse had already put 100 hours into the game and had like still wasn't done with it. Right, But yeah. there's just a lot to do in this game. There's, you know... Also, when you get armor and weapons, your character will accurately reflect that in the world. So you can basically, you know, customize the look of your character in that way. And, you know, there's a lot of hidden... Um, or a lot of like rare armor and weapons to find. Um, as far as what you do with your party in the single player game, which I think might be a little bit of a worry going into it because you know this multiplayer stuff seems cool, but what about the single player? And the single player, you know, it's it's set up like a typical Dragon Quest story a bit with these quest things kind of thrown in. But what they do is that you have your main character and you can change job classes and their skill points. It's all it's all pretty cool in that regard. And then once you get like two hours into the game, then you get introduced to the idea of, you know, kind of building your own created party members. So, you know, you can like they'll they'll throw a few like random ones at you that that are made or you can create your own much in the same way that you created yourself at the beginning of the game. So you can basically create all four of your characters, customize them however you like, have them be different classes, and it's all really, really cool. Hmm, that and, sounds really you know, great. You could even do it where, like, say, oh, yeah, well, once again, use the example, like, Zach, you could come into my game, and then I'll have two of my characters in my party, and then we can go around and, you know, mess shit up in, uh, <laughs> in the Dragon Quest world. That but sounds it's, awesome. It's really, it's really addicting. I mean, it's still, it's still got the classic Dragon Quest stuff, like, you know, 
the the RPGs or the, the the battles are still you know typical turn-based RPG battles. It has you know just a lot of Dragon Quest trappings in it. Slimes are still there, but it's a little bit modernized, and there's just so much to do. I does it, does it look nice? It. it looks really nice. Yeah, it's like three D cell shaded graphics. And nice. It's, it's really beautiful. You know, you can definitely feel the polish that you would feel for a mainline major yeah. RPG series. Like it's definitely got that polish, huh? Yes, it's it's a That's fantastic awesome. game, and it's coming out this Sunday. Nice. I might have to get it. I don't know if I'll be able. the The embargo for the review is up on Friday. However, I'm not optimistic that I will have it done just because of how much content it is in this game. I'm only one man, and yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think there's enough. If I played it straight from now until the embargo goes up, I don't think I'd be done with the game. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's super super good. And the other thing that I've been reviewing, I guess I've been kind of the Nintendo published game for right now, is that I'm also reviewing Sin and Punishment 2, and that I'm, I'm just about done with that. Oh, I just need to writing the review. gosh. And it's it's a really, really great action game. I mean, it's, it's totally a hardcore shooter, and if you want to know about its merits as a shooter and the whole high score thing, go read Greg's review, because he understands that shit far more than I ever will. <laughs> but as far as someone from, you know, you know, casually play shooters, never really good at them, this game is just, it's its like the first game, but even more ridiculous. Like, there's all these interesting bosses, you know, I, the action is constant, the Wii Pointer works so well, it just, it makes it so smooth, just, like, basically painting the screen with bullets. Um, it's just, like, so action-packed, so many, you know, you know, constant, like, constant beats throughout it as far as just, like, you know, changing it up a little bit, there's tons of challenge in it. And the bosses, although you'll be facing, like, you know, four in a row sometimes, the bosses are really, really inventive. Like, I know um, in, in Greg's review, he actually mentions a boss that basically has, like, these skulls, and he dribbles it like a basketball and throws it <laughs> at you, and you can deflect the basketball. Nice. Basketball wow. skulls. And there's another one that's basically, like, you fight this, uh, this, this female enemy, this female boss, just with melee attacks for a while and it's just you know it changes up the gameplay it's not something you would normally do against the boss it's just it's really cool and i mean if you're in if, if this sounds at all appealing to you go out and buy it it's it's a really great game yeah it if, does if you're a little it's a, the difficulty is definitely a little scary because um i tried normal mode and i got my ass kicked and then i tried i went down to easy mode and that's still pretty damn hard I mean, it's definitely a lot more doable. There's a ch there's checkpoints throughout the levels, which are pretty forgiving. Um, I mean, the challenge is really the only detriment I can think of to this game. It's it's really, really good. Are there different difficulty levels? Yeah, there's easy, normal, hard, and I think there's something after that. I don't know. Okay, so, so if I was going to get either... Well, you know, Dragon Quest is portable, and I really like my portable games. I mean, in all honesty, if, if, I had fifty dollars to spend, Dra if I had fifty dollars to spend, which one would you recommend? Dragon Quest. Okay. I mean, I think Sin and Punishment. I think Sin and Punishment Two is a is a fantastic game. However, it's still you know it's a pretty. Sh it, there's only like I think seven, I think seven stages in it. Oh. And, but I mean, it's definitely replayable. There's the whole high score aspect. There's online leaderboards. But, I mean, as far as if you want more game for your dollar, for 35 yes. bucks you can get Dragon Quest Nine instead of 50 for Super Punishment 2. Yeah, which, not I'll saying it's a bad game, but comparing that to Dragon Quest Nine, it's just like, do you want Pokemon, or do you want Gradius? Yeah, like, God knows I'm still <laughs> playing Pokemon. Not saying, that Grad not saying that Gradius is a bad game, but just saying that 
You know, if, if, if they're for the same price, what are you going to go for? Well, I'd go for Pokemon because that'll give me a lot more bang for my buck. Sure. Nice. But yeah, um, both of the games that I'm reviewing are fantastic. And, uh, That's a pleasant yeah. pleasant surprise. Once, yes. Pleasant, pleasant change. <laughs> All right, so Zach, what do you got? You have a game that I am also reviewing. We're reviewing together. We got to review it together, yeah. Um, Tiger Woods You're a 11. Machine, Neil. He is a machine, isn't he? <laughs> Of course, he, he also, this is his job right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, That's a fair for point. For anyone who cares, I graduated college about two months ago, had a lot of fun where I got to, like, I got to go to Nintendo's headquarters and E3 and stuff like that, and now I don't have a job, so I'm not really doing that much outside of apply for jobs and just be like, well, I guess I'll play some more Dragon Quest Nine. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if I have to, I'll play this game. Yeah, I mean, if I, if, if I must. But anyway... Um, so, Tiger Woods, what do, you, what do you think, Zach? I'm very interested to hear uh, your experiences with this game. Well, having only uh, before played Tiger Woods 05 or 06 on the GameCube, it's an enormous... It's just a different game, honestly. Um, and I, That's what five years does to you. Yeah. What I like about... You know, here's what I'll say I like about it. Even though I suck, I clearly suck at golf. Um, I like how there are a ton of different control options. Like, you can mix and match things. You can make it a little easier on yourself. I think there's even the option to do the traditional button, you know, three-click control scheme. Um, although I am not going to do that, because I'm going to play it like it wants to be played. Uh, yeah, with, with Motion Plus. With though. Motion Plus, yeah. But Motion Have Plus tried- Motion Plus makes it hard. Yeah, yeah it really I mean, does. It definitely. I mean, there was definitely a way... Uh, because in last year's game, the motion plus controls that they had for that, there was very much a way that you could game that. Yeah. And basically, if, like, you just it. kept a, if, if yeah, you, like you could very easily just you know do the perfect motion every time. But the new like the advanced plus or whatever the hell they call it, in that's what I'm using. 11, yeah. Kind of forces you, you know, you have to worry about you know how your wrists are and everything, mm-hmm. and it forces you to play the game. I guess more like real golf as opposed to last year's game, which right. you can very easily, you know, toolbox. Got to keep your arms straight. You got to follow too. through correctly. Yeah, which I actually did that for last year's game a little bit because I was just like, why should I put all this effort into it? Sure. I, I'll t- I do better like this. <laughs> well, I. They also I, added, um, I haven't tried the first-person golf because that's a little scary. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess I'll, I'll go on my little my little tangent with this is that I also got a peripheral that kind of goes along with this. It's called the Chicken Stick from Bad Chicken, which is, uh, they're actually from New Jersey, which I didn't know until mm. it showed up on my doorstop, and there was a business card that said they're from New Jersey. But Bad Chicken is this company who apparently was screwing around with the Tiger Woods game, and then they came up with this peripheral, which is basically the top half of a golf club with a little plastic thing in the bottom that you put the Wii Remote and the Motion Plus in, which I really wasn't expecting something this cool. I'll, I'll be completely honest, when it's something called the Chicken Stick, I expected <laughs> complete and utter crap. But this is actually really nice because, you know, the Wii Remote with the Motion Plus fits snugly in there. It has the weight and feel of a real golf club. I mean, really, for, I, haven't, I haven't gotten too much of a chance to, to screw around with it yet. I only got it yesterday. But, I mean, the, kind of the only downfall with it is that you kind of need a high ceiling if you actually want to swing and not worry about hitting shit. Sure. Because I'm, I'm playing <laughs> in my room, and I... I, 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 I scratch the ceiling once or twice and I'm like, oh no, I have to stop. Do you think it would help but my game, though? I think it would. I mean, if you're someone who has actually played golf, I think this no. would help it help it greatly. But even still, you know, you hold it like a golf club. That's so it cool. forces you to do that motion. 
you know, more like a golf swing as opposed right. to how you're like, well, I'm just holding a Wii remote. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think, think that's, that's my real, I think the, that's my problem because I'm really worried about like moving my wrists at all during any part of the swing. Yeah. Uh, I really uh, wish that, the game had a driving range. I I agree. You mentioned this to me earlier, and I really agree. Because there's I no there's, there's, I mean, there is no career mode. There's just go on the tours. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the career mode is. It's, you know, you have the different tournaments, there's well, the Ryder sure, Cup, but... there's the skill challenges. And, like, throughout that, like, they, they, they changed it up from last year, and they have, like, this level-up mechanic as opposed to just getting, like, skill points and stuff. Right. But they don't ease you into it at all. They don't. There really is... The learning curve for this game is pretty damn high. Yeah, I mean, they have I do tutorials like, and stuff. I do like the miniature golf. That helped my, uh, my uh, putt game. Yeah, I mean, mini golf serves its purpose, just like in real life, where it'll help you with your, with your, uh, your putting game. So I like it. I'm going to play it with my brother-in-law now that he's up here. We're going to see, uh, the multiplayer aspect. But, you know, the only other thing I'll say about it, I really haven't played it that much. Um, but uh, uh, I intend to play a lot more this coming weekend. Um, it really looks like ass. It really does. Yeah, I. I mean, it, it looks like, like 05. Yeah, it didn't really. It, it's, Virtually no improvement, no noticeable improvement from last year's game. And it, it which really already didn't look that great. It doesn't look bad. It's functional. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, with a golf game, I feel like there's the potential for having these fucking beautiful vistas. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, golf courses are beautiful. Yeah. And, and like, there's, I not, think, too, I mean, there's not that much to them. Yeah. It's not like uh, you're making a temple in God of War. You're making grass yeah. and trees. Uh, it, and, you know, it really wouldn't bug me that much if it didn't have that, like, overly complicated uh, uh, character creator. Yeah. And, like and the Wii's just, it's just not powerful enough to, because when I'm, sometimes when I'm messing with the, the percentages, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's still really good. The little improvements that they made, you know, are good. I don't know if you have last year's game or you played last no, year's game. No. I don't know if there's that much here to go out and buy it, unless you friggin' love mini golf. But for what it is, I mean, it's it's more the same, but more the same is still good. Well, I like and the fact I like the fact that I'm gonna have to work at it and uh, develop a swing. Yeah. I do like that. I mean, that's the thing is, I haven't really played Tiger Woods 10 since about like late last summer, and going back to this game, like I lost everything I had because <laughs> it well, took me a while to get good at that game in the first place. We'll have to play online. That'll yeah, we fun. definitely will. I had Tiger Woods 10, and I never really got good at it. I tried it three or four times, and I, I put it in and tried playing around the golf, and I just never really got the hang of the swing. I'm, I'm not yeah. a real golfer. I mean, I like I like the yeah, game of golf, but I'm more of a video game golfer. I haven't really played a lot of real golf, so yeah. my swing was crap to begin with, and Motion Plus just like exposed that. Sure. Yeah. And my, I my should dad. I should be getting in the next few days. I should be getting uh, Transformers Cybertronian Adventures. Which I Which guess apparently is an it's a light shooter. gun game. Yeah, it's an on-rail shooter. That's what, um, that's what I heard. You know, I'm kind of sick of those. From what I hear, it's a pretty good light gun game. But All right. Well, you know, Extraction was a pretty good light gun game, too, but it was still a light gun game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I found out that that was an on-rail shooter literally, like, yesterday. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> known about it for a few days, and I was a little disappointed. I... I, I actually really want to try the normal War for Cybertron on the PS3 because that's been getting I've, like kick-ass fanboy reviews. I, yeah, 
G1, baby. Yeah, yeah. Friggin' Omega Supreme. What? <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, I might have to walk out before you guys do the downloads. Well, what about Retro Revival, dude? Yeah, we have to talk about that, but I'll have to walk out after that. Okay, okay that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I have a new feature. Do you want to introduce this, Neil? Do, do, do tell, sir. Do tell. Okay. okay. I have a new feature. It's it's largely inspired by you, Neil, and your oh, extra life my, feature. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whereas uh, you you have been focusing on games of this generation that people might have missed, I'm uh, I'm going to be focusing on very much older games that people probably did, or uh, or you know maybe have fond memories of, and uh, just take them back trip to their childhood and uh, it's called Retro Revival and I just put up the first episode this week and it's uh, it's about Bionic Commando Elite Forces for the Game Boy Color. Which is a pretty damn good game for Hell our yes it is. NST. Yeah, NST Bionic. that's right. Good good yeah. people. Hard yeah, ass I mean, game as, though. As, as far as uh, how Retro Revival and Extra Life are going to work for all of the four people that listen to this and also read the site <laughs> Oh, and that's God, about that's right. Four man. people is about right, too. We found out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as you notice, there hasn't been a new Extra Life since the end of May. And that mainly was because I was on vacation for a week and then I came back and was thrown right into E3 stuff. And E3 isn't just one week, it's the preparation and the post. So, uh, by the time I was working on the next Extra Life, then the new site launched. And then it got delayed even further, and then Zach came up with this feature. So what we're going to do is, it's going to be, uh... Basically, we're going to have a feature up for you every week on Whoa. Wednesday. Um, this week it was Retro Revival. Next week I'll have a new Extra Life for you. And then we'll continue alternating until the end of time. <laughs> uh, and, as, and as far as... Uh, and, and I think that for anyone that had any issues with how Extra Life was presented in the past, there will definitely be some changes along the way. Uh, you know, I've had some time to think about how you know the first five that I did were. And I'll get to change it up a little bit. And... I definitely, I definitely think there's a potential for overlap as far as games with Retro Revival and Extra Life because the, sure. the theme, the theme behind Extra Life is still games I haven't played before, and games that yeah. you may have missed the first time around or that I missed the first time around. And Retro Revival is Zach looking at old games that he likes. So you know, it would be fun to do something like uh, I'm not suggesting we do this, but you would do like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, and I do like Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, although I played Jungle Beat, so that I could do Barrel Blast. Well, what I, I'm just saying, like, take a franchise <laughs> that yeah. is continuous. No, 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 I definitely you know. think that's cool. Or maybe there's an old game that I haven't played that you love, and then I could I could do an extra life on oh, it. Yeah. Retro Revival. That'd be cool. We got we we we'll have things for you, people. It'll we be will. Real cool. It'll it will be, be real cool. It'll be swell. Totally swell. Wicked, wicked hard. Yeah, I, I think that just about does it for what you're reviewing and, uh, you know, the Retro Revival plug. So let's move on to the uh, the weekly downloads. But I guess before that, we're going to be bidding Zach adieu because he has to uh, jet for this final segment. I must so, jet, uh, yes. Sorry, yes, gents. Yes, it disappoints me that I won't be able to talk about the uh, shitty releases this week. <laughs> hey, hey, they're not all shitty. Mario Tennis was released. Oh, I bid you pleasant dreams of inexplicably shitting people in a Robin Hood-themed world. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's going to haunt me, too. Especially <laughs> that, that big pixelated guy who pops up in front. 
and tries to kill oh, you. Oh man, that, that was frightening. And all of his twin brothers that do the same five minutes later. Yeah, I just thought it was amazing that they had so many different costumes, but the exact same like animation and guy. And it was like it's like a Ren Fair game. <laughs> it's Target, so that's the first. It's what you want to do. That's the first game we're going to be talking about, which is. Robin Hood, The Return of Richard from Nordcurrent, oh, which is man. 500 points. And yeah, it's medieval it looks like basically, Mad Dog McCree. Yeah, medieval Mad Dog McCree. So for anyone that wants to play a piece of shit, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, this game does not look good at all. This um, looks worse than Mad Dog McCree, because Mad Dog McCree at least had, like, like full motion video. There's some kitsch with Mad Dog McCree. At least, you know, like, Mad Dog, Mad Dog McCree is so bad it's funny. This is so bad, it's pathetic. It looks like an... It, it, let's be honest. It looks like an NES game. It looks like a yeah. Zapper game. But it's not a Zapper. It's not an NES game. It is a new release, not intentionally made to look like an NES game, but it just looks like th- they found a game that was in development, a shitty game, a shitty Zapper game that was in development in 1987. They found it in a drawer and ported it to Wii. <laughs> but basically, so like, if so you like haven't Dark seen the trailer Boy for this... Zero. Yeah, well, Dark Force Zero was at least good. And exactly. This game is, yeah. yeah. If, if you haven't watched the trailer or played this or heard anything about this, basically, I mean, think like Operation Wolf for the NES. If you're, if you have if any you idea what that this, is, God help you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> basically, it's 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 a shoot 'em up. It's a first person shoot 'em up where you a whole bunch of people run through like a Robin Hood themed setting and you shoot Supposedly them. Supposedly Robin Hood themed. And with one to four frames of animation, they fall on the ground <laughs> and you get points. And blood uh, spurts out. Theoretically, this Sometimes. has something to do with Robin Hood, but I, I honestly didn't see a whole lot of uh, connection to the ancient fable. But did you notice that? The, the some of the, the... Did you notice sometimes words would pop up on the screen during the trailer, and one of them said, "Do it Robin Hood style." <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the trailer, and it was That's like kind of chugging right along. Um, I was I was watching it on the Nintendo channel, so naturally it took fucking forever to buffer. Of course, but there was at one point where it like froze because it had to like you know load up the next part, and there's just like one of the dudes got shot and then like his legs are gone and he's just floating in midair <laughs> before he falls down. This is the final game. It's available now. Yes. Oh lord. Uh, well, I got a bomb out, but yes. All right. That that was definitely the best worst game of the lot this week. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Have a good evening, Talk to you later. Time, Zach. Later. Bye, everybody. All right. So, um, moving on with the next weekly download game. Uh, we got Jet Rocket, which actually, I guess, looks pretty good. Um, it's a it's from Shinen Multimedia, and it's 1,000 points, and it's basically a 3D action platformer, which is uh, pretty cool. Apparently, it's kind of short, but even still, I mean... Well, for a WiiWare game, I mean, $10 yeah. WiiWare game, you can't expect too much. It had, like, some shades of Galaxy-style gameplay. Not, not a lot, but... It looked like they had like there was a there was a snowboarding level and a surfboard level, but there was one level where he was running around on sort of a smaller planet, or not a planet, but like a smaller surface area. Kind of reminded me of of a galaxy style stage, but um, of course I wouldn't expect galaxy quality gameplay yeah. out of it. But to be I mean, honest, like I think it looked pretty decent for a ten dollar WiiWare game. Yeah, I mean the graphics are there and everything, but it's just this is the kind of game where every now and then you'll see a game like this come out on WiiWare where like, yo man, it's amazing, it's spectacular, and then it's like, well, if this was a retail release, it wouldn't be able to compete with the other games of, of its genre in retail just because it's a ten dollar downloadable game. It like gets this like 
this free pass at you know. Well, it's it's, it's a value proposition, right? I mean, yeah. we 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 try to avoid attaching you know value to to games when we're talking about you know reviews because the reviews are meant to you know be somewhat timeless, and the the price of a game is always in, in flux. But when you when you're when you're thinking about how much you're willing to spend on a game on, on a decent action 3D platformer on Wii, ten dollars is a price that. Is it's kind of hard to look away from because there's not but that even, many games like but that. But even for $10. still, I mean, let's say this game's about like two, three hours long. Like, I mean, I, I think that's about what it is. Um, um, Matt Blunden should have a review of this if it's not already up. Um, it will definitely be up by the time this uh this this goes up. But I, uh, you know, he he gave it a pretty good score. I think like a nine or something. And he said it's about two to three hours. But if you look at that, so ten dollar game, two to three hours. I've had Super Mario Galaxy 2. I've easily put in at least 10 hours into that game. So that's that's just where, like, I, I don't know. I'm. It looks cool and everything, but I just don't really care that much. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Super Mario Galaxy 2 came out less than a month ago. Or, Fair oh, enough. crap, it's been over a month. Damn, really? Yeah, I know. Super Mario Galaxy Time 2 has been out for a month and a half. Wow. Yeah, but, I mean, it's hard, it's, yeah, I, I agree with you, more or less. Um, I think compared to other WiiWare games... It looks pretty good, but yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, we, I would say the average WiiWare game is not as good as the average retail game, um, which is you know there's a, there's a lot of crap on both retail and and on on the download service. But yeah. um, there aren't that many standout WiiWare games. Um, there aren't that many competent WiiWare games. There's some. <laughs> There's not none, but there's not a ton of them. And I would say this game, based on what I've seen and heard so far, is probably among them. And also this week we have uh, the sequel, the sequel to a WiiWare game, Pong Toss oh, Pro God. Frat Party Games. The sequel that um, absolutely no one ever asked for. Yes, uh, apparently J- I know JB Games has been around. They've had a couple of the releases, but so, Pong Toss Pro is basically the first game. I think they have some. Uh, they added some precision to the controls. Okay, and so we know. I, I believe there might be a tournament mode or something that also get added on. So this is an incremental update. We know that game. beer pong is an actual thing. Is professional beer pong an actual thing? I don't know. I don't know if pong toss can go pro. Like I, I, I mean, feel like I've, there are I've totally, seen there are fest, totally but... like frat boy tournaments out there. I guess. But yeah, I don't I mean, know if like people like make a living off of it. I I haven't played the original. I can't speak to its quality. Uh, does feel a little uh, unnecessary to me, but you know whatever. Yeah. Um. I'm still. Uh, that's that's one of my fabled drunk purchases. That like one day I'm gonna get really drunk and buy pong toss. <laughs> you should just play yeah. beer pong. It's probably about probably. Yeah, better. I know. Well, that's that'll probably be why I buy it. I'll be like, dude, I just played beer pong. I'm gonna go get <laughs> pong toss pro on Wii now. It Definitely. was really it was more of a college thing, just because when I was in the dorm, when uh, pong toss when pong toss came out, I was like, well, we can't really play beer pong, so why don't we just play it for fake? And then yeah. <laughs> I just never got drunk enough to ever do that. But. Anyway, uh, we got we have another good-looking game actually. Pearl Harbor Trilogy 1941 Red Sun Rising from Legendo Entertainment, which is 700 points. And I know Andy, you you I think you saw a lot more video about this game than I did, so I'll let you talk about this. We, I basically just watched the the, the trailer um, that they that they put out for. I think I, I watched it when I wrote up their review for the downloads this week, and you know honestly, it just looks really kind of impressive. Once once again, I'm going to say it, and I, this may be. Kind of a kind of a, a, a bad thing to say, but for a WiiWare game, this game actually looks pretty damn fantastic. Um, it has you know really fairly realistic um, looking 
air combat. Uh, the, the the trailer started kind of like in a cell shaded stylistic uh, visual style, and then it went into more realistic, gritty looking. And I don't know if maybe the the cell shading was more just for the trailer. Um, it would be really cool if it was actually the whole game was like that, but it doesn't look like it is. Maybe maybe there are certain parts of it that are. Um, but of course, this is the first part of a trilogy. It takes place in 1941. Um, I don't know. It just I'm kind of curious to see what what James thinks of it because he's sort of the the air combat guy. I wonder if he's going to yeah, check this what, out. What I've heard about this game is that it, it draws comparisons to like stuff like Rogue Squadron, which right. I mean, it doesn't have that Star Wars license, which is kind of a big part of why I like Road Squadron games, personally. But even still, like, it's definitely interesting, especially for the price. I mean, I don't know how long the experience is, but it definitely seems like it might be a pretty damn good experience. I agree. I am probably going to, at some point, check this out. Yeah, I mean, I think I might have some points lying lying on my Wii, but I'm kind of... I'm waiting for the thing that actually gets me to be like, well, I guess I'll finally go on the shop channel to use those. And right. This hasn't done it yet. And uh, moving on to the last WiiWare game for the past two weeks, we have Cruise Party from Enjoy Gaming for eight 800 points. And uh, what this is, is there's you're on a cruise ship and you play, like, fucking gambling games. Like, that's it. It's a, it's like a casino. Roulette. Yeah, it's a casino game. And it's not Vegas Dream, which... Did you know that Vegas Dream for NES was self-published by HAL Laboratory? I was unaware of that. The more you know. I, I learned that when I was going through my NES games recently, and I saw hmm. the Howl Labs logo was on that. I I didn't really realize that they self-published games, but they did for, for a handful of games, actually. I'll be damned. That's pretty cool. Moving down on to DSiWare, we're starting off with a game that was a... It's a segment from another game that never came out in North America, and that game is Maestro Green Grove from Neko Entertainment. It's uh, 500 points, and this is a rhythm platformer game that actually looks pretty neat. Once again, uh, by the time you read this, if it's not already up, it should be soon. Uh, Map London wrote a review for it, and um, I edited that, and it actually looks like a, a pretty kick-ass rhythm game for $5 on on uh, DSiWare. Very nice. And it's part of a you know a full retail release, so I believe we'll probably be seeing... I think it's broken up into three parts, if memory serves me correctly. And, yeah, it seems neat. And... I just feel like we're going like like good bad good bad because yeah, the next one like is, is Date or Ditch from Gameloft for oh. 500 points, which apparently is god awful. Um, it's basically it's a dating simulator, but apparently it's not a good dating simulator. So yeah, uh, there's probably better dating simulators like Surviving High School, which apparently <laughs> is actually pretty good. I remember someone on the forum said something about that after we lambasted it on a previous episode of Newscast. Yeah, well to be fair, none of us have actually played it, so. Yeah. Take, take anything we say about it with a grain of salt. Uh, yes. I actually had never even heard of Date or Ditch until I reading the show notes, which shows you how close attention I've been paying to Gameloft's DSiWare library. And Gameloft's made some decent DSiWare games, and by that I mean they've made some decent iPhone games and ported them to DSiWare. Um, like, um, let, let's skip ahead and cover the other Gameloft game right now, which is Soul of Darkness, right. which is also 500 points, and is apparently just a Castlevania clone. But a really good Castlevania clone. Supposedly, yeah. And I didn't realize um, it was only five bucks. Like, I might, I might get that. <laughs> I'd be very curious to hear what you think of it because, yeah, it looked kind of like. I mean, you fight a vampire. Like the main bad guy is a vampire and stole your girlfriend, and you have to fight werewolves and and uh, witches and whatnot. And it goes takes you through Gothic cathedrals and caves. And I mean, it really does feel pretty much it looks like, like it looks really good. 
It looks exactly like an old school Castlevania game. I think it's. I don't think it's Symphony of the Night esque. I think it's more like old school Castlevania, from, oh, from love, what I, I love understand. Super Castlevania four, and then three is great too, and even the original. Yeah. So if you pick this game up, I'd actually be very curious to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I, I, I might have to now. Just, I mean, there's all this pressure, but I, I just <laughs> got an order of Ecclesia, so I, I, I don't That's know. True. Maybe, maybe. Um, the next game is actually a Picross clone, I believe. It's Animal Color Cross from Little World Studios, and it's 500 points. And basically, um, I think you're you're basically playing Picross to uncover pictures of animals, Ooh. which I guess is kind of a neat thing. And it's 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 Picross. That's really I. It might not be exactly like it, but from what I saw in the trailer and what I read, is that this is basically Picross. Sounds good. I, if I had a DSi, I might actually get this because my yeah. wife is really really into Picross, and she Picross solves every awesome. puzzle in both games. So. <laughs> The next one is Ancient Tribe from Circle Entertainment for 500 points. It's a real-time strategy game. Which game? And the next game. (laughs) Well, Ancient Tribe. Yes. I don't know anything about this. I didn't do research on this half of the list. Apparently, real-time strategy is any good looking? Um, not really. It it kind of looks in the same lines of I believe it was the the Battle of Giants dinosaurs. Oh no, that's awful. That's awful. Let's not talk about that at all. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but that, that's what it seemed to remind me of. Okay. And, not not yeah. to that. And Brain Drain from Enjoy Gaming for 500 points, which is, a, you know, a, a, a kind of like Brain Age, but not quite. It supposedly calls itself funny. Yeah, yeah, this is the, the, the humorous one. I believe uh, something like this came out on WiiWare before. Is it like a parody of Brain brain Training? Kind, kind of? of. That was sort of the thought that I got from it, but I, I didn't yeah. actually look too closely into it, to be fair. Uh, that is 500 points. And, uh, yeah. Then we have Battle of Giants, Mutant Insects, Dash Revenge from Ubisoft for 800 points, which I believe is another entry in the Battle of Giants series from Ubisoft, which are different uh, strategy and action games. And Needed more subtitles. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like an excuse to use more subtitles. There's actually one of these Battle of Giants games coming to 3DS. Really? So, um I think there was a video, but I might... No, no, I don't think there was a video. I think it was just on the, the big old list of games that they released for 3DS. Battle of Three Dimensions. Yes. Battle of Giants, Dinosaurs 3D. Ooh. And the next game actually looks pretty neat. Um, It's uh for 200... Oh, it's only 200 points. This is another one that I was like, well, if it's 200 points, maybe I'd get it. It's called Quick Pick Farmer from Dancing Dots. And now, This game was basically like... It looked just like one of those uh, mini games that came with Mario... Mario... Um, 64 on DS or alternate new Mario. I mean, I, I, I watched the trailer and read up on it a little bit. Basically what it is on the touch screen, you have all these sheep, and they'll be different colored sheep. and basically what you have to do is you have to sort them, and you have like three different like machines, or I guess the, yeah, the, the shearers, so they take the wool from the sheep. So you basically put them into that, and you're like, you know, each one will be like, you know, white, white sheep, black sheep, orange right. sheep, I don't know. And you have to put them in there, and once you get enough, then you can shoot a wool ball up at the top screen, and there's a wolf prowling around that's coming closer to you, and you have to shoot him off or narrowly dodge him and shoot the wool ball up into the farm on the top top side of the screen. There's different levels and an infinite mode, and it actually looks like kind of a fun little puzzle game. Sure. Looks kind of decent. Yeah. And uh, Steam World Tower Defense from Image and Form for 500 points is, you know, pretty much what it is. It's a tower defense, although it looks like it's kind of more of an action-based tower defense game is that it seems to be leveraged on not only you placing the enemies but also you attacking with them right which i guess seems pretty cool and it's for uh 500 points it's uh it's a 
Western slash science fiction. So yeah. maybe if you're a Firefly steampunk. fan, it'll appeal to if you. If you are into steampunk, yeah, you should get this game. I guess if you're into steampunk and tower defense, you apply. Um, next one up is I mean, uh, one hundred and one shark pets from Taeon. For five hundred points, you can play with sharks and <laughs> interact with them. Something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> That's about as much you need to say about this game. Look, look. If if you're out of pet simulators on DS, if you you know if you finally if there's if there's not enough DSiWare games that involve wacky animals, if you finally beat the last boss and and Nintendo Dogs, and you need something else to go to, then maybe maybe you want a shark pet. Yeah, but this this is this is what it is. It's 101 shark pets. Dress them up, take them, feed them, take them to the zoo or whatever the hell you can do in that game, and call it good. Um, and the next game up is another entry in the thing of, like, why. Um, Hello, Flowers <laughs> from Enjoy Gaming. Basically, you take care of flowers. Hello, Flowers. <laughs> 500 points, $5 for this. For if you like flowers, if you like arranging bouquets, this game is for you. Yes. And, and then the last, last up. The last oh. DSiWare game is another Flips game. Flips, it's a, the folk it's a of sequel. the faraway tree. Yes. It's a sequel to a previous entry that also involved the faraway tree, and uh, it's 500 points. Um, these these book-like games are still coming out, so I guess that means someone's buying them. Clearly, and they're making some money. If you haven't someone. bought any of these games, I'm honestly very curious. So, any listeners, all, all four of you, if anyone's <laughs> actually played Flips, the any Flips game, write in. The email will actually work. We swear. We there finally was, was fixed some, it. Yes, we finally yes, there fixed was, it. There we was promise. Some some uh, some switch was flicked off, so uh, we couldn't receive uh, email from anyone outside of the NintendoWorldReport.com family, which is unfortunate. And we're sorry, but if you played a Flips game, email us, please. I'm Newscast very curious. At, at NintendoWorldReport.com. Yes. And last up for the downloads is Mario Tennis for Nintendo 64. It's a Nintendo 64 game, so it's a thousand points. But uh, this was this introduced Waluigi, brought back Daisy and Birdo. It's a pretty notable game in the Mario Sports lineage, and it was one that I missed. And in all honesty, after all this Wii nonsense, I, I I've been considering picking this up mainly because I want to go back to a time where I could play a tennis game without shaking my arm. Yeah, it's a pretty decent one. I'm this game came out sort of around the same time as Virtual Tennis, so I think. There was sort of a resurgence in tennis video games, and I think you know it doesn't necessarily compare all that favorably to to, to um, virtual tennis in terms of like graphics or, or you know straight up gameplay. But there's lots of variation in the gameplay yeah. and crazy and courts mean, I, and power shots, and it's yeah, you know, it's, it's a Mario Sports title. Game, and I I played well, I haven't really played the portable Mario tennis games, which are apparently are supposed to be wonderful. Yeah, but I, I played every other console one. I played this one. I had a friend who had it when I was younger. And, I mean, I always remember having fun with it, and it's one of those games that it's very easy to pick up, but there's so much depth to it, which is really my favorite kind of sports game. Right. Very true, very true. Lots and of unlockables, that's it for the downloads. We have, we have one virtual console game. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, we'll find out what's going on with virtual console. Never. Um, then we'll probably be seeing a trickling of games until the, the Wii dies. So. Most likely, yeah. And for retail, we have a couple games. Um, I would say the most notable is Dragon Quest Nine, which comes out next Sunday for $35. Um, definitely an excellent game, at least from what I've seen so far. Also, um, two weeks ago, or this is a week and a half ago, yeah, Lego Harry Potter Years 1 through 4 came out for Wii and DS. Um, Andy will be getting the review copy. I'm going to be sending it his way. And we also have the DS version sitting, sitting around. 
Um, so yeah, uh, Lego Harry Potter seems to be pretty good, at least from what I've heard thus far, is that they kind of updated it a little bit. I've heard comparisons to Metroid. I've heard that, that too, the actually. Lego, I, the I read that this Harry is Potter the best of the, of the Lego game so far, so I'm actually kind of looking yeah. forward to it. It seems I, like, I, I mean, well, I think what helps us out a lot is that, you know, Hogwarts is a pretty interesting environment. Even in, uh, I reviewed the last Harry Potter movie game, and in that, it was it was cool to explore Hogwarts. And, right. I mean, this seems like, you know, the Lego games are always well put together. It's just kind of, it's the content there. And Lego Batman, for example, it kind of, the universe wasn't as good because you don't have that strong backing in the movies. And I think with the Lego Harry Potter games... It could be really fantastic. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. I always really enjoyed the Star Wars games. I never played Indy or Batman because I really kind of got my fill with the Star Wars games. But I'm kind of yeah. ready to dive, dive back into the simplistic but but fun, um, even if a bit repetitive, gameplay of the, of the Lego games. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And the other big release uh, recently is Tournament of Legends, which came out this this week for thirty dollars. Um, it's that. That game that originated as Gladi- Gladiator AD from High Voltage Software, the developer of The Conduit and Astro Boy Wii, and also Harvey Birdman, attorney at law for Wii and PlayStation 2. I forgot about that game, wow. <laughs> I, lo- I love Harvey Birdman, but that's why I always have to mention it. High Voltage Software, the developers of The Conduit and Conduit 2 and Tournament of Legends, made Harvey Birdman the video <laughs> game, which, I'll be damned. which is wonderful. I-, I love Harvey Birdman and I love Phoenix Bright games, so. It's a perfect, perfect marriage in my book. Absolutely. But Tournament of Legends, um, from what I've heard from the early reports, uh, we should have a review copy coming in very soon. So we'll have something for you. I believe Pedro will be checking out that game for y'all. But um, from the early reports is that it's it's kind of cool ideas, but not really well executed. It seems like a budget game, which is really what it is. So. Yeah, it's selling for $30 new, so. Yeah. I mean, I played it at E3. It seemed pretty pretty cool though i didn't know how much you know how long it would last but it's it's basically it's a weapon-based fighter i guess kind of a, like a, a maybe a motion controlled soul caliber without the pedigree sure like that that's what it seems to be the vibe that it's giving me um right on and i guess uh one final release for this week is the despicable me video games for wii and ds and um uh, i don't the, the wii game looks you know kind of standard whatever but the ds games by way forward and apparently that's kind of like uh, Lemmings, or maybe like the uh, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games. Which, oh, nice. So that, that might be pretty cool. And I mean, definitely. Way Forward, I, I, I love what Way Forward does. So definitely interested to see if that game is any good. Yeah, me too. I didn't realize that was made by Way Forward. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm definitely a fan of theirs. I'm looking forward to the Batman game. And of course, yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed Boy and His Blob. So. Yep. But... Um, that's it for this week. If we if we missed any retail releases, let us know. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. Well, is, everything uh, worth covering. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's definitely a lot that we didn't cover. But them's the breaks. Um, that's it for NWR Newscast 21. We have, uh, by our next episode, it will be the year anniversary of NWR Newscast. I don't think we're going to be doing anything special. But if you have any ideas, hit us up at newscast.nintendoworldreport.com. We swear that it actually works now. I promise. As usual, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also review us on iTunes. You know, leave a little sentence. Maybe, maybe give us a five star rating if you don't think we're doing that good. You know, you could go lower, but don't be a dick. Give us a five star rating if you're going to review <laughs> us. If you already went that far, like you, you gotta love us. So, but um, yeah, no complaining on us, the internet. That that helps us, uh, you know, get out to more people, and then you know, maybe we'll, we'll have a fourth member then because we'll have enough budget to afford it. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we we like it when people listen to this, and I'm flattered that if you got this far, uh, I'm flattered that you got there. I, I thank you, thank you, thank you, listener. But, all yeah, that, that, all of you. Yeah, there's not yes. there's not not a ton of you out there, so you belong to a pretty exclusive club, if I do yeah. say so myself. You should start having like a newscast decoder ring thing and something like that. <laughs> you can be uh with the get a Red Rider BB gun with NWR newscast. Just mail in your proof of purchase. Yep. But yeah, and if you have any ideas, um, you know, game club or any other recommendations for what we're doing, uh, we'd love to hear it. Or even if you just have any kind of listener mail esque stuff relating to Nintendo news or any stories that we talked about, we'll totally talk about them. Absolutely. So, so yeah, uh, that does it for this week's episode. I'm Neil Ronahan. Uh, Zach Miller already left us. May he, uh, um, I guess, eat dinner in peace, even though it's almost <laughs> midnight for me. <laughs> and uh, for Andy Gergen, uh, myself, and Zach Miller, um, that's NWR Newscast. And see y'all in two weeks. Have a good Bye. night. Good night.